from Los Angeles, California, the one, the only, Hollywood. Well, Hollywood is here to rule the ring. Beating on people is my thing. You fans know that I'm really hot. There's not a move I haven't got. I'm tough, wild, strong, and slick, and I know every dirty trick. I'll hurt you every chance I could. You just don't mess with Hollywood. Welcome to the Mike Rand Show, and today's special guest is from GLOW, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, Hollywood. Hey, Hollywood, how are you? I'm great, Mike. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for joining us. We have such a great show for you fans today. We have so many things we're going to ask Hollywood here today. And what we want to know to start things off is, how did you get started in GLOW? Uh, how long is your program? <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's how we're starting it off. Oh boy, that question gets asked a lot and so many times. But it basically was an audition at the Hyatt on Sunset uh, in uh, Hollywood, California. Went down to it and couldn't really believe what I heard. When they told us it was a sports show, they did not tell me it was going to be wrestling. So we're listening to David McLean tell us about this show in Las Vegas that he wanted to do. And he used the word wrestling. I was like, oh, my God, what am I getting myself into? And um, I decided to go down to the interview. Uh, excuse me, not to the interview, but to um, the um, training. And the training was with Monda Guerrero who I didn't know at the time who the Guerreros were. I didn't even know much about wrestling at the time, other than my grandfather having it on TV here and there. But I went down, trained. They needed 12 girls, that's it, to do a pilot. I was one of the girls, um, actually the very first GLOW girl who was hired. If you ever in, uh, interview David McLean, he will tell you that. It was me first, and then it was Cindy, which was Americana. And then the third person was um, Ivory, Tina, Lisa Moretti. So we were the first three hired. Um, we did our pilot, sold it, and moved to Las Vegas in April of uh, 2000, excuse me, it was in 1990, what was it, 1996? No. 1985. 1986, <laughs> I moved there. <laughs> hey, we, I don't even know what day it is today, you know? It's crazy. So um, I moved, you know that, that feeling right now. Um, I moved um, to Las Vegas in April of 1986, and I did four seasons of GLOW. I did the pilot plus all four seasons. Yep, and what, one story that I like, if you could tell us about how they actually chose you when they wanted to do a move and none of the other girls at the audition wanted to do that move. Could you tell us that story? Great story. Um, Mondo Guerrero had all of us in the ring and he had asked which one of you ladies can ram your head in the turnbuckle and land on your back. 
who raised their hand first? I did, picked me. David McLean was sitting at the side of the ring and he said he saw that and thought, you know what, that's the kind of um, entertainers or sports girls that we want. This is the kind of girls we want for our show, those who aren't afraid to do it. And he said, that is how you secured your position in GLOW. And like you said, you had no wrestling experience before that. What yeah. is it that you did before you got into GLOW? Oh gosh, I had been doing sports all my life. You know what, Mike, I've heard interviews from um, Matt Simbert saying that I had no sports uh, background. I had tons of sports. My dad was my coach. I started in softball in fourth or fifth grade and continued that all the way up to 12th grade. Dad was the coach. Um, I did volleyball and um, softball scholastically in high school. So I already could do every, pretty much every sport except for wrestling. We also had lots of boys on my street. So when you're a tomboy, those kind of things um, are pretty simple to achieve. That's why I thought, you know what? I can do this, especially when I walked in. When I walked in uh, looking at Mondo training, for whatever reason, the time was wrong when I went. So um, I wasn't late, but I just had a different time than everybody else. I remember peeking through the door and I saw Mondo um, training these girls and all they were doing was somersaults, forward rolls, backward rolls, three-quarter rolls. I thought, that's it? I got this. I'm not afraid. And you know what? When you're 21 years old, 22 years old, you are not afraid of anything. You're just like, go, go, go. I can do this. And you knew how to draw blood in the ring and outside of the ring. Can you uh -huh. tell what I'm talking about here? Yes, Al, you're very good. Um, when I was, before GLOW, I was a phlebotomist, and that is somebody who draws blood. And, and uh, I think it was Steve Blantz, our writer, who came up with, uh, I used to draw blood, now I draw blood in the ring. <laughs> that, was, that was his, yes, I remember him saying that. And there were so many matches that you did in GLOW. You were there for all four seasons. You had so many great memorable matches. Looking back at all those matches, are there a couple matches that particularly stand out that was so much fun for you to do? Gosh, I would say, first of all, just being able to perform live in front of an audience is probably the biggest high. Uh, to see kids with posters of yourself, that's the coolest thing. So every match that I did was great. More, some stand out more than others. Um, some are more controversial than others. I always go back to the first two seasons because the first two seasons in my heart are the best seasons. And that's only because we got away with so much. That's why. We had other girls that came in in the third and fourth season, but it was tame. And I mean tame compared to season one and two. Um, the, um, the um, what is it? It's, I, I, I'm trying to remember the name of this particular one, Gestapo match, that's it. Do you remember the Gestapo match? The reason that stands out so much is because Matt had taken Vine and myself to a prop house in Hollywood, California to pick out props for this particular match. And Vine and I had a blast running through the aisles. <laughs> we were looking at gas masks, 
we were looking at chains and whips, files, you know, I'm like, oh, we could do this to little BG and we can put this around big BG, mountain BG. Uh, we could put this mask. Oh, it was, we just had so much fun doing that. And uh, the interesting thing about that match is at the end of the matches, I went back to my hotel room. Remember, we're in the Riviera Hotel. So this was filmed at the Riviera um, season one in the ballroom there. <clears throat> and as I walked back to the room, you had to pass the pool and there's a diving board. And on the diving board, and I kid you not, were swastikas that somebody had pinned in. And I was like, holy shit. These people really think what we're doing. I mean, it was kind of pretty surreal, pretty scary uh, time. Okay, and then two, you also had some memory, memorable matches against the Farmer's Daughters, Tulsa. You had different tag team partners. You started off with Vine, then you had Broadway Rose and MTV. Let's start off with the Farmer's Daughters, Sally, Amy, Babe, there were three of them. Uh, how was it like wrestling the Farmer's Daughters? They were awesome. Are you kidding me? The Farmer's Daughters were probably the best matches ever, especially with Becky, who was Sally, the Farmer's Daughter. Her and I went to the same high school. Um, I'm a couple of years older than her, I think three years, maybe four. And we knew the same people. And, you know, when you're in your 20s and you know someone from your school, you're thinking, I need to beat her. But I'm thinking I'm also a bad guy. I'm a heel. So how am I going to beat this girl when I have to lose almost every match? So, it'd be, so when we wrestled together, I wanted to win so bad. And she wanted to win. And it just seemed like there was a lot of animosity and, you know, going back and forth between us. Um, so those were great matches because they were real. They were, you know, they were definitely, I'm going to beat the shit out of you is what they were. She would do stuff to me that I was like, wait a second, she's a baby face. Why is she doing what a heel would do? So that would make me, so then I'd have to, I'd have to step it up even more. And then there was Trudy and I love wrestling Trudy. What a great, great personality, great attitude. Uh, we didn't wrestle too many times. And then we had Ursula and those matches with her, she would come out with Tulsa a lot. And those were great. She was awesome. Her sketches with Tulsa were really cute. Um, so those were, those were great matches. And Tulsa, I love wrestling Tulsa because Tulsa was the one that let me do that flying head scissor. I, you can see it at the end of the montage, I think in season four, it's towards the end. I said to myself, I'm going to get that flying head scissor down. You know, Mondo could only teach us so much before he left. Mondo was gone um, after the pilot. They did not have him return. So we had Princess Jasmine, who David hired, and she was training the girls. And then I remember uh, Debbie, the killer tomato was her character. She was training the girls. Then it trickled down from there and you had Americana and Royal Hawaiian training the ladies as well. It, in my heart of hearts, I really think it should have been Mondo all the way through or another, you know, great like that. Uh, Debbie did a great job. She uh, trained me with um, uh, drop kicks. We practiced it over and over. 
again. Um, you know, and because I did season one, two, three, and four, I'm lucky enough to be able to talk about all the characters, which is great because I got to wrestle all of them. Yeah. And originally when you started, you were a tag team with Vine, one of the greatest tag teams in GLOW. And like you said before, I mean, your, your feud with the Farmer's Daughters is one of the greatest feuds in GLOW as well. Oh, Let, let's God. talk about um, how it was tagging with Vine in the beginning and then the transition to Broadway Rose. Great. Uh, Vine was awesome. Vine was from Canada. And she was a great, great tag team partner. Everybody asks about her all the time. I wish I could give you guys more info. Um, I think Annette might have had a little more info about Vines, Janet. So Janet was great. She looks awesome. If you go back to all of those videos, she looks amazing in every single one and was a great actress. Then uh, Broadway Rose came into the picture. And boy, did she have some spunk in her young, spunky kind of New York attitude. So she was really fun to, um, to be, have as a tag team. I could teach her a little bit of stuff and she could teach me uh, some stuff. She also was a great rapper. If you watch any of the raps that uh, Broadway yeah, did. With the rapping too. Yeah, she was really good, yep. And then going back to those famous flying head scissors that you did on Tulsa, um, right. that was definitely a classic move. I'm going to give you three moves right now and three girls. And I want you to name which move you're going to name on, you're going to do on which girl. So if the okay. choice is ah, This is fun. <laughs> an arm bar, a British bulldog, and the flying head scissors. And your choices are Tulsa, Sally, and Babe. Which move would you do on which girl? Okay, so the arm bar would probably be on Babe. She's very gentle. I would do the flying head scissor on Tulsa because she could take it. And then the, um, what was the one that the you said? The British Bulldog. Oh yeah, the British Bulldog on Sally's face. <laughs> <laughs> Great choices there. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> I, I think you picked the perfect ones for each girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you didn't say crotch kick. I would put that on season three or four. Yeah. <laughs> Low blows. And now there was a transition. Like you said, you were there for four years. There was a little bit of a transition between seasons two and three where some of the girls left the show and moved on right. to POW with David McLean. Can you talk a little bit about what happened at that point in time? That's hard for me to talk about, Mike, because you know what? I had in my mind that I was not coming back. So during that time, I went to Japan and I did some modeling in Japan and that's when POW was going on. So I don't know much about it. I think some of the other ladies would know more than I would. I would guess, but who wants to guess them it? You know, <laughs> don't, don't have much of a clue because I wasn't there. Yeah, okay. Um, why did you decide to stay though with GLOW and not uh eventually go over to POW? Um, good question, because usually when you stay with one gig, you stick with it. It's like your hair girl or your nail person. And you know what? Everything was going well for me, season one and two. I loved working for, um, for Glow. I know that David was leaving, so I was kind of bummed that he was going to go. But I knew that the show had already been on TV, and it was a pretty good thing. We're making steady money. 
we're on television, we're traveling, we're touring. So you stick with something that you know, instead of maybe, oh, let's try this. Let's trans, I just, I, in my heart of hearts, I kind of wanted to stay where I started. Yep, and I think that was one of the best decisions for you too, because you got to branch out more into singles matches and be more on your own. So by staying, you were the veteran there, along with a couple other girls that remained, and you guys were really the ones that were showcased because we didn't know the new girls. We knew you and a couple of right. them. So it was a really great career move. Right. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking that way. I just was like, okay, let's not through this stuff let's just stick with what we know it's simple easy no brainer but um because i had that experience i got to do more like you said a lot of the tv shows a lot of the um interviews that we did uh got picked for certain stuff uh then when we had season three come in you know i didn't know any of those ladies but um and here's another thing coming back i wasn't going to come back in season three only because all the other girls had left. I'm like, shoot, I don't know any of these people. And I was missing home. I wanted to be able to do stuff in California instead of staying full time in uh, Las Vegas. So I said to them, I'm not coming back. And we had a meeting and they're like, okay, um, what do you want? And I said, I just want to come back once. A I said, I want to come back once a week. Oh, no, 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 yeah, not once a week. I said, I want to come back once a month. Oh, no, 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 you can't come once a month. I'm like, well, you asked me what I wanted. This is what I want. <laughs> I want money. I want this. I want that. I want less time. But you know what? We ended up, I came, um, I would fly in every Wednesday and leave on Saturday night. And then I could go home to California. So it worked. And they paid for my airfare. Um, you know, I would say that when you are a veteran, you get a little bit more leeway you get a little more options it's only because you paid your dues yep and looking back even though really wrestled so many girls is there any girl that you can think of that you would love to have wrestled in the show that you didn't get a chance to or worked more with mm. god that's a good question i thought i wrestled with all of them well i wrestled with the farmer's daughter so many times um you know what would have been fun somehow i didn't get to wrestle against vine you know what if vine would have become good or i would have become good and then we could have wrestled each other so yeah spanish red yeah right the royal hawaiian um oh see now that's that that's how i would look at it if we would have been on television more um i would think or or after season four excuse me i would think that they would have changed up the characters and then it would have been really fun to wrestle the people that were your tag team partners. Yes. And then another uh, great thing that I, I wish they could have done a little bit more with that I was thinking of too, maybe in season two, they could have played upon that farmer's daughter rivalry because you and Amy, even though you were in the tag matches, it really wasn't as big of a rivalry as with Sally and Babe. Right. I felt they could have done a right. little bit more in season two just to build up, oh, now Sally's sister's in town, you know. Right. They could have done yeah, but you know, like that. I, I agree. I agree with that, but she was genuinely a sweetheart and really nice, you know? So I maybe you could see it, but you could see it with Sally and, and, and yeah. me yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
you were like, these two girls hate each other. <laughs> yeah, they were the best matches. I never hated her. I never hated her. It's just that I always felt like it was difficult to wrestle her because she wasn't your standard uh, baby face. She was a baby face with an edge. Yep. For sure. Sorry, the one you the book. Yeah. She was a baby face with a heel edge. Oh my God. She was difficult to wrestle. <laughs> and then it's funny because That's okay. you, you appeared um, on several shows after or during your time with Glow. One of them was the family feud. And during one of the weeks, you and Sally were actually next to each other you know, during the whole week, which I thought was funny watching as a child, because I'm like, right. wait, Hollywood and Sally hate each other. Why are they joking around together next to each other? I know, right? Well, the things you got to do for charity, that's all. It's <laughs> charity and you do what you got to do. Everybody is helping. And regardless, I mean, we didn't hate each other. So that's a good thing. Well, what we, was like we um, actually, <laughs> you know, if you think about it, you know, my season, I would say all seasons, season one, two, three, and four, Mike, you know, we all were a good team of girls. Seriously. You know, you could say the problems are later afterwards, but during season, the pilot, and then all the seasons, we all, we were all on TV. What are you going to complain about? We're all getting paid, you know? Um, so I thought that all the girls did so well um as a team i don't know maybe other girls are different about it but for me i thought that we were a good group of girls we all got along i don't remember having any issues with any of them how was it like working on the family feud donahue married with children sally you made all those appearances can you give us some memories of some of those shows Oh my gosh. How long is your show again? Uh, you know, Mary with children was just on last week. They were doing the whole, all the seasons. And so I saw uh, two episodes. The first one with the farmer's daughter, um, which was Ursula and being on that show was great. So we went in, we read our lines together. They said, great. We'll see you guys on Monday. And then we had the reading table, the table that they have out with your script and everyone sitting at the table together reading all the actors I mean it was like you know that was a huge show to be on that show was was awesome so working with the director Jerry Cohen and the executive producers was a dream really good great people and of course Ed O'Neill I you know look at Ed O'Neill today on yeah. um, Modern Family Modern Family Wow. I mean, he's awesome. Um, Katie Segal and then Christina Applegate. Look at her, a huge movie star. I mean, unbelievable. So that was good. The other shows um, were, were fantastic. Um, gosh, what, uh, which ones did you mention again, Mike? Donahue, Sally. Donahue was great. That was with the season three and four girls. But who gets a chance to do Donahue and Sally, Jesse, Raphael and you know, all those ones that we did. There were some hardcore people in the audience um, in New York for Donahue. Um, some of them loved us and some of the ladies asked great questions. How do you promote something positive when you're fighting each other? You know, that was a question I was like, oh, 
How are we supposed to answer that? But, you know, we didn't use the word sports entertainment back then either. And that's exactly what the show is. It's sports entertainment. I'm not trying to kill each other out there. <laughs> Just then, doing a little entertainment. Good guy versus bad guy. Yeah. And then many years passed by. So tell us a little bit about what you did after GLOW. And then, you know, the GLOW documentary came out and Netflix. Can right. you give us your thoughts on all this? Yep. So when I got done, um, I kind of wanted a break. So when they told us GLOW was going to end, I was really bummed going, shoot, what am I going to do now? This is all I know. So I will always like to say to young kids, if you're watching this, please have plan B. That way, if they take something away from you, you're like, oh, well, I can do this. I can start making soaps. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't doing that back then. I mean, who wants to when you're 20, let's see, three, four, five, six, 26, 27 years old? What are you going to do next? You should start acting. You should start doing other stuff. Um, I kind of wanted to have a boyfriend. I wanted to have a life. I wasn't, you know, I felt like we were almost on house arrest because we had to go by the rules. We had um, curfew, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. And I wanted my life back. So if I had it all over to think about it again, maybe, you know, go into acting a little bit more. I wasn't quite sure that I wanted to do um, the WWF back then. wasn't ready for that. I kind of wanted to be a 20-year-old, have some fun. Uh, but then I started um, working with other companies in California that did wrestling this wasn't on a tv basis it was more like apartment style wrestling and i'm thinking i have all of this uh i have i have all of this background and i need to put it to good use so i started working actually it was um her name is lee and she played a character towards the end mike in season four caliente red are you familiar mm -hmm. Did you ever see that? Any she's in poker sketch. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's a friend of mine and and Lightning's. Um, and actually worked for her. She used to do these lingerie shows in California. And Cheryl and I worked in those lingerie shows. So basically after Glow was over, uh, I worked doing the apartment style wrestling, but but before those, let me back up a little bit, there was independent wrestling. Both Cheryl and I did that independent scene, and that was hardcore. So the independent scene we did all over Southern California and Northern California. Cheryl got me into that. I also worked with companies on the East Coast and in Texas. So there was the independent scene, then there was apartment wrestling, and then we would do our, um, our lingerie shows, and um, basically we did everything besides have a regular nine to five job uh, we worked for jägermeister i don't know if lightning mentioned that um jägermeister was fun i worked for bud light miller light all the different uh beer companies um fun days i wish i could go back then and then cheryl and i did our own lingerie shows as well we worked at barney's beanery and um west hollywood and some other places um around southern california so basically we did that. Then Cheryl got uh, me into stunt work. And I probably should have, you know, continued with that because it was way better money. 
there's residuals. Cheryl got into it right away. And I don't know who got her into it. I always forget that story. Um, but she was doing stunt work and got me into it. And we hustled a bunch of gigs. And I did a little bit of that for a little while. Um, and then continued into wrestling, you know. Also, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee about nine years ago. But I go back and forth. So I've got a place in California. And then I have a place here in Nashville. And uh, I still continue. I started my company called Hollywood Productions. And I thought, hey, wait a second. I can get wrestlers. I can get a cameraman. I can get a ring. Let's do it. So I started doing my own company and taking custom. Uh, and customs is just like basically a script that we're going to follow. Make sure that everything's on the up and up. And um, we charge for that custom script. And then we make the, um, the video, the wrestling. And I have been doing that for many, many years. Then I broke my leg and had to stop for a little while. 1998, broke a leg, seven screws and two plates wrestling this woman. I thought I would never wrestle again, ever. But you know what? You always go back with what you really know. So I think um, GLOW, my starting point with GLOW has been really good. When I moved here to Nashville, I also met the vice president of uh, the NWA, uh, David. I always get him mixed up. It's David. It's not David LeGrecq. It's the other one. Um, the other day. Anyway, um, I ran into him into the airport and he asked what I was doing. We met for lunch. And then um, I did a little work for NWA as a valet for Josephus. So I've continued to keep my craft up. I still will. People ask, Hollywood, when are you going to quit? When is it over for you? It's over for me when my body says I can't do it anymore. So you're going to see me for a little while longer. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was Glow the Documentary. How did that oh, yeah. come about? How did you uh, hear about that and get involved with that? Right. Um, that's great. Um, the documentary was actually a documentary that was only supposed to be about the farmer's daughter. There were these two guys, Brett, Brett and Brad, out of Texas. And they had this idea. They were little, um, not little, they were uh, filmmakers. And they wanted to do a subject on wrestling. But they decided, let's do it on GLOW. What's GLOW up to? Where are those girls these days? What's going on? So the beginning of that first off is these ladies, these guys wanting to interview the farmer's daughter. Well, it was Ursula's birthday and she had all of us glow girls over. I finally hadn't seen uh, Little Egypt for a year. So I know Little Egypt's in there somewhere. I'm sure she'll have a story. I, don't, I can't um, tell you what that one is. Um, but she started helping get all the ladies together and do a reunion. So these guys met all of us ladies and thought, well, heck, let's do a documentary with all the girls. And that's how that came about. But like I said, it was only supposed to be about Ursula trying to get Glow back again. But it ended up being the documentary of all the ladies getting together. Um, and we did, we got to see Mountain Fiji. I got to finally see, um, sorry, someone's talking here. Uh, I finally got to see um, Royal Hawaiian. I hadn't seen her in a very, very long time. So it was nice to see her face. 
Um, the Heavy Metal Sisters were there. Lisa Moretti was there. Everybody was there. It was pretty cool. Um, and that was great. And from that, we can go straight into once that was um, distributed through television and then on the internet, guess what happens? Netflix, right? Yeah. Gin yeah. Gingy Cohen from Orange is the New Black saw that documentary and she thought, I'm going to do a show about it. And who knew after how many years, 30 years, that somebody like herself would do a show about GLOW? I never fathomed that in a million years. So I thought it was great to put GLOW back on the map. I think there were certain ladies that weren't quite sure um, if they liked the new GLOW uh, Netflix. I know I loved it. I can't speak for a lot of people, but anything that puts uh, GLOW back on the map, you know, and honors us, and it just opened up more doors. We got honored at the CAC um, with an award. So I think it was a pretty cool move that Gingy Cohen did what she did. So thank you, Gingy, if you ever watch this video. Um, love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I hope that season four is going to get um, filmed. We'll cross our fingers. Had to stop for a little bit. They're on a little hiatus. Yep. And definitely um, all the wonderful exposure from GLOW has paved the way for many different organizations. And even now, in the past couple oh. of years, we've seen the WWE, in fact, have this whole women's revolution going right. on. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on um, some of the new talent out there um, that right. you've seen in there and other organizations. Uh, how do you think those girls are doing? Oh my God, Michael, I think those girls are awesome. And you know what? They'll be the first people to say to you, I watched GLOW, my brothers watched GLOW, or we watched it when we were kids and we wanted to be just like you. So thank you for paving the way. So um, we have to thank all of the other people before us. We have to think of, thank the legends, the fabulous Moolah and Penny Banner and all the different ladies that definitely laid down that foundation before we did. So I thank them from the bottom of my heart. And um, here's another thing that we always do is we um, go to conventions all the time. So the conventions have been extraordinary. The very first one we did was RuPaul. They contacted me and said, does GLOW want to be a part of RuPaul? And I'm like, yes, let's do it. So we got all the girls together, did that first convention. Then after that, it was um, Stan Lee's Comic-Con when it was called Stan Lee in Los Angeles. And now it's LA Comic-Con. We did Rhode Island Comic-Con, Hartford, Connecticut. You were there, remember? Yep. Yeah. So... So the, so the conventions also are just phenomenal. If you guys haven't been to one, please come. Um, you know, we'll have them again. They'll be here soon enough. And um, those are one of my favorite things to do. We get to meet our fans. We get to talk to them, take photos with them. They tell us their stories. We can tell them our stories. It's kind of like one big uh, happy family. Yep. And then another um, new thing that you've recently started doing is tell us about your soaps. Oh, I love it, Mike. Oh. I, I, I'm almost like speechless just because it's such a passion. So how did it get started? Hmm. I can tell you that I always love handcrafted um, products. 
and I'd always buy them. So I thought I would do my due diligence last year. So it's been about 16 months now. I thought, okay, let's look at the videos. Let's buy some books. Let's figure out how this chemistry works. And I started making soaps. Um, they're my favorite. This one, this is called lemongrass. Oh, it smells so good. The cool thing about these is they're artisan natural soaps, which means there's going to be like three, four oils. There's not going to be any preservatives besides a little bit of sodium hydroxide, which is lye, which goes into these, um, and, and uh, water, and a little bit fragrance. This one is a um, apricot freesia. Smells great. And then I started doing uh, these. Look at those. Those are the mermaid soaps. <laughs> and I do unscented. Um, again, there's no preservatives in any of these, and it's now natural i do tea tree this tea tree right here this is mint and then i try to use natural coloring see the green that's in there the green that's in this is called chlorella powder if you look it up there's some natural there's some good benefits with that as well and then on this one this is a new one too it's called orange blossom or orange wood it's orange with a little bit of sandalwood in it and again these do not dry your skin. And that's the cool thing about them. So if you like the product, cool. I have an Etsy site for it. And then I'm making a new website called Hollywood Botanica or Nashville Botanica. I'm going to do both since I'm in Nashville and I'm Hollywood. We'll have two URLs go to the same place. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I love it. There's bath salts, there's deodorants. And um, it's really interesting, Mike, because this has always been a hobby and probably in the last, I don't know, six weeks, it's become a little part-time job. So I'm totally excited to do it. It gives me um, this, this passion and a really calm feeling when I'm making it. I, I can't explain it to you. It's not like being in the ring at all. It's just a calm Hollywood, <laughs> but I enjoy it. That's awesome. So thank you so much for being here today. We've had a great time. I'm sure the fans love seeing this and I'm sure they want to know probably more stuff about Hollywood. So if they, I know. It, how, how can they get in contact with you? You're awesome. First of all, I hope you do more of these because once you're done doing some interviewing, I think you should, we could take questions and I would love to answer some questions from our fans. But if you want to get a hold of me, I have Instagram, which is official glow Hollywood. Um, I also have a Twitter page, which is at Glow Hollywood, and there's a Facebook page as well. You know what? I never know that one. It's called Hollywood Productions is what I think that one is. When I had my real name, they made me switch it. So if you can't find me, I'm sure Mike will put a link for everybody or something for us. And if not, just look up at Glow Hollywood at Twitter. And I look forward, Mike, to doing some more interviews with you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. We're definitely having you back. I definitely, you know, the first person I thought of was you when I did this. Let's get uh, you yeah. on here. <laughs> You're a sweetheart. I can't wait to see these. Um, I'm looking forward to all of your interviews. I know they're going to be really good. Thank you. And we're going to put up those links for you guys right at the end of this now in a couple of seconds here. So I want to thank everybody for watching. Keep it right on here so you'll see some more great interviews with some more great girls. And we'll talk to you all later. Thank you for joining us again, Hollywood. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Hey, I'm Hollywood. Sure, I like to have a good time, but I don't text and drive. Because when you text, you get into wrecks.